0: welcome to simply real thank you for joining this morning's podcast please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can stay updated for all our future podcasts check me out on facebook and instagram at simply healthy and organic or simply signature books Today's podcast, I'm so happy to have a special guest with me, Clarissa Hildago, who is a multiple sclerosis warrior, advocate, and mama. She's only 30 years old. She was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at just 19, but she is climbing heights, doing some amazing things. She's so inspirational. She is a registered yoga teacher and she's a birth doula as well. And I'm just so happy to have her on board. Stay tuned for Clarissa's amazing interview and all the great things she's doing and how inspirational she really is. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I have a very special guest. Today I'm talking to Clarissa Hildago. Clarissa is 30 years old and she has two beautiful daughters and she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at only 19 years old. But Clarissa is a registered yoga teacher specializing in accessible and prenatal yoga. And she's also a birth doula and an advocate for the MS Society. Clarissa, I'm so privileged and honored to be speaking to you today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this webinar and podcast.
1: It's just such an honor. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. Girl, the the honor's all mine. Um, (laughs) I know we played tag for a little bit, you know, trying to find the right time and stuff, but um, we we got it, and um, I am so happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. I know we when we connected and I heard your story about being diagnosed with MS so young and then listening to you and all the great things that you're doing as a registered yoga teacher and you have two daughters, you're a mom, and you just told me you got married recently. I mean, you have so much going on. Your life is just so full of excitement. How are you
1: managing everything? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I so the latest thing on top of all that, which you know, there's always that going on. But um, I'm starting like a program for my multiple sclerosis mamas because, you know, I'm an, I'm an MS mama of two. Nice. So I've got a Facebook group like 500 strong. We're actually launching a program soon, uh, catered to mamas and their difficulties and the stresses and wouldn't you have loved that little shoulder to cry on and, you know, just that Aww, support. I love that. That's so nice
0: that's great to have that support system. And, you know, and for somebody myself who's diagnosed with Parkinson's at a young age, I understand that you need that support system. Um, and you being diagnosed so young as well, when you first got that diagnosis, how, how did your life become? Like how did things begin to change for
1: you? Oh my gosh, girl, it was crazy. So, I mean, when I was diagnosed, I, I was a sophomore, um, College. When I was diagnosed, ma'am, it, it was pretty crazy. It was just like this this thing that I had never heard of. I had never heard the two letters together, M and S. So I mean the okay, so let me just lay it out like this. I don't, I wasn't really attuned to the MS. So let me start way back. So when I was like a freshman, you know, second semester of freshman year, I would get these like vertigo episodes. Do you know what vertigo is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So vertigo are like, they're like these dizzy spells that you get, right? And um, those would happen to me periodically. And I went to my doctor and I asked questions and you know she, i was i was at university at that time and i said to her you know what is going on do you know she she honestly didn't know she explained to me something crazy um but i was like okay okay you know and so i went home and i didn't think about it you know and i continued my studies and i would you know back and forth but actually I remember the summer before my sophomore year, I remember going to the beach um, and having terrible, terrible issues dragging my head. You know, and I kind of want to think that that's the beginning of it all. Right. Um, because I was diagnosed that December. Yeah. And so being diagnosed that December, it just, it happened by coincidence. I went home for Christmas break, two weeks at a time. I never go home, excuse me.
0: No, take your time, please.
1: So I was a busy college and I never go home. Um, so when I did go home, I was still having those issues. Those issues had progressed even more than summer. Right. And I hadn't told anyone. Well, maybe I had mentioned it once or twice, but it, it wasn't a big deal. So when I went home and people actually saw me and I was by that time falling periodically and then it would get worse and stress would make things worse oh. and you can only imagine the holiday stress. Oh, yeah, and, and now I, I hear you. And so all of that was making it exacerbate. Right. So my mom saw me fall. Oh. And and my mom's like, I'm, you know, I was only there for for a few days. I would only go home for a few days at a time. So when I was there and I was falling, and I was falling for multiple times in an occasion, she was like, you know, that's it. And lo and behold, the one day diagnosis at that time. Your mom had no idea what was going okay, yeah. No one even honestly the first time I was diagnosed, like, it's like everyone was introduced to this. It's not like everyone just hears of MS and we talk about it all the time, like cancer. Exactly. You hear about things, but
0: you don't really, until it hits home, you don't really experience the full effect of it. So I understand what
1: you're saying about that. And so my mom's like, you know what, that's it. I've had it. I'm tired of seeing you like this, even though it was only like a little bit of instances, I'm like, "Shit, you should see me." Like the rest of the time, mom. <laughs> right, right. Um, when you know, when I'm actually going to school and when I'm doing all these other things, my falling, my falling, um, had really progressed by that time.
0: Right.
1: So I'm the oldest of nine. <laughs> nine brothers. And um. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> wow. I am. I'm half Mexican. I am a quarter Filipino, and I'm quarter white. Oh um, my God. What a wonderful, beautiful mix. It's so crazy because, like, I'm so fair skinned, right? <laughs> I could never tell. And, <laughs> and my husband is full Mexican. Oh, um, is. And it's just, it's, it's this beautiful mix. And my daughters are just gorgeous, you know? Oh, I can and, imagine. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for it. But, you know, having this mix, My mom was like, you know what, I don't know what's going on, but our first urge, for whatever reason, you know, like I said, oldest of nine, I grew up on Medi-Cal, which is a government-run program, and I really, um, I just had to go to the emergency room. And she was like, you know what, I'm not going to do anything else, just this is how I approached things, which is my mom, oldest, um, you know, the mother of nine kids. She's like, mm-hmm. I'll go to the emergency room. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay. And I thought that was like overblown because I, I never liked those kind of things. Right. So I went and my spouse went with me, who was my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was 19 still. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're married. Um, and we waited and we, we waited in the emergency room. So what happened when we got there is it's Christmas Eve, everyone's uh-huh. off work, you know, at, and, and it's super busy. So we waited, we waited about two hours, I think, before we even got seen. Right. So by, by that time, I'm like, oh man, you know, this can't be anything. Well, they got me back there and they're like, oh, well, this is wrong. And why is it your... I following my finger mm. and they started noticing little things and they're like we're gonna admit you I'm like wow so they admitted me lo and behold the neurologist was very good friends with my father he got me on everything right away got everything done right away and not everything happens like that I don't know if you can think your diagnosis yeah it was yeah a little bit different but yeah (laughs) it it doesn't always it doesn't happen that way right it doesn't happen that way like when do you just hear of that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. people being rushed into things and and we're just gonna you know take care of things on the spot they took care of everything right there on the spot in the emergency room my father was friends with a neurologist, and he was like, we think your daughter has MS. You know, they did MRI, which is just a brain scan. Right, right. Yeah. And they could see, like, holes. The lesions, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could see those kind of things, and they're like, you know what? And they just told me, they're like, we're 99 and sure it's MS. So we're gonna do a lumbar puncture. Yeah. And so they did one that night. Um, I don't even remember how long. I think I was just there overnight. Okay. Um, but they did the lumbar puncture. The lumbar puncture right now is the only accurate way to tell if someone has MS. Yeah. Um, so weeks later it confirmed it. Um, but the doctor Tried to begin me on treatment right away. It was pretty um, <clears throat> traumatic.
0: Oh, and I, you explaining it to me, and it sounds very traumatic. And I, I can definitely connect with everything that you're saying because I know what I felt also. Um, but to me, you know, looking at you now, speaking to you, it, you've come such a long way, Clarissa. I mean, you are just an amazing, amazing woman. You have two beautiful daughters, a husband, and you're doing so much. So you obviously overcame that, that little hump where, you know, the initial diagnosis hit. And I know how that feels. Thank you. I,
1: you know what? Everyone has
0: to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it's how you choose to respond to situations. And you obviously chose to respond in a certain way you chose to turn your life around and use that towards motivation to drive you to do some great things. So, you know, tell me about your life now. How, what are you, what are you doing now? And how did you start overcoming those hurdles?
1: Oh my gosh. So it wasn't easy. Is it ever? Um, <laughs> it's never easy. It's always a challenge. Isn't that what makes it stronger? <laughs> totally, totally. And like, you know, I always say it like to my mamas to, my MSers, everyone, I always say that's the mamas is what I call like my, my MS mamas. Um, I always say it to them. Like if I hadn't gone through it, if we wouldn't have gone through these things, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what life is. Right. So true. And really like, yeah, I'm not going to say what doesn't kill us makes us stronger because that's, I, I don't believe in that, but I do believe. And the things that you go through make you who you are.
0: Oh, yeah, I I 100% agree. Um, You know, I know when I got diagnosed, I thought my life was completely over too. I'm sure you had the same feeling and I just didn't, I couldn't see past that. And it took a long time to get past that initial hump and then realize that, okay, all these challenges have led me to where I am right now. Like I probably wouldn't be speaking to you right now and listening to your amazing story and just connecting and maybe helping other people out there and just bringing awareness and inspiration to so many other people who maybe are in this position maybe newly diagnosed you know and hearing your story and sharing your experience is helping so many other people so yeah you're absolutely right you know what we go through the challenges that we face it's it's really it's what makes us and what gives us the ability to keep going I know that you are a registered yoga teacher how did you get into doing that
1: oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> that i find well, it so that came because of ms honestly let me be like totally honest with you but really like it's totally true what you're saying like i struggled for years you know mm. i think i went through a good at least two, three years where it was just difficult. It was just difficult right. and the issues were still there and I wasn't addressing them because I wasn't ready to deal with my illness. Right. Um, that, that's a, that's a good one. I am glad that you said that because
0: I think that when you take a step back and talk about that because sometimes when you get that initial diagnosis or anything that happens in your life, it's hard to accept and it's hard to talk about that. So how did you begin opening up and talking to people about what was happening in your
1: life? Because that was extremely difficult for me. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't just saying. It, it, it's pretty crazy because, um, you know, I was always um, I was always the talkative person. I always expressed myself. I, you know, I did it in college I did it when I was little, you know, my, my parents knew me for that, but I didn't say anything. Because it's like, why would I say anything about my difficulty? I was supposed to be this like strong person. You know, I was senior right. class president, yearbook editor in high school. Like, I did all these wonderful things. Right. It was like, I went to, you know, the, the college of my choice. I did all these things. Why would I put myself in that sort of position? Right. You know, to, to, to tell them, look, look at my vulnerability and look at how weak I am. Right. You know, they had just bought, my parents had just bought me a card. Like, all of these crazy things. Right. Um, and it was, you know, it was it was just pretty crazy. Yeah. I um I just really had to take a deep dive and I went into a serious depression. Like serious, serious depression. Like I lost a lot of weight. Um, I think you can look at like my um my graduation photos mm-hmm. and I'm really skinny. Whereas yeah. when I was diagnosed, I was I was like tipping the scales, like 160, 180, I think. Mm-hmm. Um that was like probably my heaviest. But it was it was just more than that. You know, it was the depression, it was the anxiety, it was like, how do I function as a 19 year old with this and yeah. go to parties? And do all these crazy things, you know, do all this, have this life that I was told that I was supposed to have.
0: And, and that, that's the hardest part when that initial diagnosis comes and you think about how your life is supposed to be, like you just said, with friends and family and raising kids and going to parties. And it's like, how, how do you function? How do you, exactly. I don't think like people kids. recognize that people don't realize, like, that's the first thing that, that came to my mind. I was like, what, how am I going to do this? How am I going to like raise my children? how am I going to go out with my friends and have a good time? And I, you know, everything, all those, all those feelings hit. So I, I, I connect with everything that you're saying. Well,
1: it's because the process of being diagnosed with a chronic illness, the, the process of breathing, basically, that's what it is. It's because I was going to school mind you I still continued my life after this I still got my degree in three years I still my MSW but I but I decided to be a yoga teacher you know I still did all that but I don't know how I give you so
0: much credit girl I don't know I, (laughs) I mean I was past all those stages so for you at that age to have to go through that and still progress and get your
1: degree oh my god that's amazing you are such an inspiration Thank you. You know what? But but I never like. I don't know. Like I don't know how people conceal their their struggles. Like I'm just like a total like. I did this when I was like 13. Um, <laughs> I was like you know the 13 14. Um, but it's actually symbolistic that you know I wear my heart on my sleeve because that's very like me. That's what I do because I don't really. I think it's my personality. I think in my astrology sign I think it's just me just to authentically show up as myself
0: right that's Um, the best that's the best way to do it yeah and
1: I think that's why my group is 600 members strong Ah, I think that's why you know we're like super active and you know everyone is just ready for this wellness program that's coming and everyone's like you know what we've created this bond how did we do it through COVID? I don't know, but, you know, we right. were able to make these crazy connections right. despite COVID, right?
0: Yeah, and that's what it's all about. If you can make those human connections and interactions, and people want that, especially in the midst of COVID when everything was happening. Oh my God, the support was so needed. I, I know for everybody, they people want to- save
1: crave support. it. And you yes. know what? Let me be honest with you. Our society, especially, you know- um, my my population with conditions and elderly, right. we're not going to be ready right away to just jump back into society. No, it's going to take good. a little time, right? It's going to take a little bit, so right. we're going to need all this support still. So it's good yeah. to, that we're that we're honing these skills. Right. It was beautiful to see how my spouse, as he actually did complete his social work degree, his master's. Oh, nice um so it's beautiful to see how he was able to do these online and it was it was beautiful to see how the whole world just kind of came together you know how they could right right through this but you know so backing it up a little bit I didn't do nothing I didn't say nothing I didn't tell anyone I started limping so bad like I would fall I would cry like it would be bad yeah I lost vision and I, at one point, finals. Um, I just kept going, kept going. And I kept doing all these things. Mm -hmm. I didn't really say much to my family because I didn't want them to to stop me. Right. Right. Exactly. So I got the degree. I went to my master's program, and a week into it, I was like, I need a break, you know? Mm Right, and so when the, when when I decided I needed the break I was like I need to get healthy I found yoga I did all these things it was crazy it was crazy because I was sitting in the waiting you in the uh, in the waiting room at UCSF I was sitting there waiting for my neurology man when I met a man who happened to be from the same Tiny little Central Valley town that I was actually from.
0: Oh wow! Coincidence? Yeah, and it was.
1: Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, um, have you ever tried yoga?" I was like, "Uh, no. Were you?" But (laughs) see how the worlds just seem
0: to align. The universe always drops you these signals when you need it the most, and I have found that to be so amazing that that happens and and speaking to people and hearing
1: your story now that it comes to
0: more true
1: (laughs) and it was just crazy he was like hey you know uh have you ever tried yoga which is like first of all um you know I'm with my boyfriend hello but you know know what I mean like that's the automatic woman response but um in in me sometimes that is especially you know with with men I don't I don't really You know, I don't really come first, especially we're in the same waiting room. We're gonna both Mm -hmm. be seen for an MS visit. He happened to have MS as well, so we get. And lo and behold, we're from the same town. Right, we know the same things, and he's like, "Yeah, go to this yoga studio." Um, and I wasn't driving at the time. I had put my car on non up. My my symptoms were scary. He was like, "Yeah." um, I'll drive you. He, and he was like, you want to go? And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, why are you me get into your car? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so I'm funny. Just saying, I'm just saying, but my spouse, you know, my spouse was right there. And he was like, right. you know, this guy is really nice. Like, I think you should go with him. And so, you know, I worked up the courage to go, which was crazy hard because that's when doctors visit the, the waiting room right. for my doctor talked to me about fitting me for a walker um, uh, because my my issues walking. had really, really progressed, right. and the issues up here were progressing right. so much to where he was like, "Let's let's let's make this easier on you." I'm not okay. ever going to doubt him or say he wasn't right, uh, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that." So I started going to yoga. And it was once a week and it was super hard. Like oh, I can for me. Imagine I, I well, yeah. it was super hard. And I was like, wow. After the first class, I was like, I don't know if I want to go back. And I was sore for days. But then I got better. And then I was like, oh wow, like I can like move a little better. And right. and it's it helping. started to get better. Yeah. So I started going. I started going every week, and he was like, "Yeah, you can get a grant from the MS Society," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, they'll pay for it," and so that's what I did. Um, and so I went to yoga, and when I got the grant, I got a full membership to my oh, yoga studio. Thing, so I took my car off, non-off, and I gained my strength, and I started oh, going wonderful. to twice a week three times a week
0: you you see the power of these things how they can help and help us to heal and that's what it's all about and sometimes you go to the doctor and you don't hear about these things unfortunately the first you know defense is always to take a medication or take a pill like you said fit you for a walker but you found something that literally helped you so much and And it was was it was all coincidence and I that's I I love that that's what I say when the universe really can align things for us and it's amazing to see how that all comes together oh my gosh that's an amazing story Clarissa I
1: I mean it was it was just crazy because I started and I started doing it I started checking on him right he started kind of falling off and not Mm -hmm. showing up to yoga class so I would kind of like Uh, you know
0: His accountability partner. Yeah, yeah, we were total accountability
1: partners. I love that. And we would get it, you know, we would get it like that. But honestly, um, the disease path for men with MS is a little different for women. So men are diagnosed half as likely as women are. Okay. We're diagnosed at twice the rate of men. so we know we know that there's different components to ms right it for whatever reason favors females we know that it favors the caucasian race usually which is actually changing now because look at me i know so many other people i know a lot of there's blacks there are caucasians hispanics there's mm. everything all across the board and that's why you know the ms society everyone is like why is this progressive? what's going on mm. Well, and, and
0: that, that's a great question. And I think a lot of it, and I'm glad you you brought that up because a lot of it has to do with what we, you know, inflammation and our diets and changing how we're living beforehand. And I wish that I had known that. I always tell people, I mean, I changed my diet and I'm sure you did too. So, you know, so differently from what I used to eat after my diagnosis, but had I just known about the, the issues of what could happen to our bodies and what we're putting into our mind and bodies and how it could affect us, maybe it could have avoided
1: I don't know but you know girl you know what I'll be I always say it and you hear me you know kind of I'm finding yoga you know you're hearing the story and stuff I I it wasn't like this at the beginning and it wasn't even like this at this point in the story but I'm always like MS is the best worst thing that ever happened to me
0: you know it's funny that you say that because I I kind of say the same thing sometimes where I say this was my purpose this is where I had to be at this point in time and this is what I have to be learning this is what I have to be doing and it took me a long time to get to that point to say that confidently and the way that you're saying it so confidently if you're so sure about it I, I love that
1: I mean it's been 10 years girl I mean I'm like it was sink or swim you know what I mean I wasn't oh god gonna... I
0: know I know I know it's, and it's it's, it's it's hard it's it's hard listening you know, to your story is just like I have to tell you giving me so much more hope I I, I do have to tell you, you're inspiring me so much right now
1: <laughs> oh of course girl you know that's what I'm here for and not just for my my ms mamas not just for people with ms everyone needs to be inspired by this story yeah. because of the fact that it doesn't life doesn't end No, it doesn't. And and sometimes it even gets a little better. You know what I mean? Or
0: sometimes it can get a lot harder. And
1: that's all part of it. Failure. But your perspective changes. And you know what I mean? It's just everything has to be with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, and I think it's how you respond to situations when things happen and how you choose to transform your attitude and how you choose to look at the world and, the, you know, can you be positive about it or is it going to be a negative day? And I know you probably do the same thing as I do. I get up and set my intentions for the morning and say, you know, this is going to be an amazing morning. I'm going to accomplish this today. I'm going to be healthy and happy and just live my live my life to the fullest extent and I can see you doing the same thing and how you have two beautiful daughters. So how, how has that been raising your daughters? And do they know about your MS? Oh, well, they're so young. So one oh in five, God. right? Oh my gosh.
1: How could they not know? But well, um, yeah, they're so young, I know. You know, they're young. Well, obviously the one year old's like, I don't know. But um <laughs> the thing is, you know, I did the college thing and then I dropped out and became a yoga teacher. Which but is probably so much to- better. Prior to being a yoga teacher, I dropped out of college, I got pregnant, I had the baby, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, because my whole life changed when I got right. pregnant, right. I'm sure you can relate, Oh,
0: 100%, <laughs> Kids everything changing. changes, Yes, it has. But it seems like it's changed for the better for you. And I feel like this journey is just something that you're going to be continuously on. And it's only going to get better for you, Clarissa.
1: I can see that. Thank you so (laughs) much. You know what, I so appreciate all the positive affirmations, because you know what, we all need it in this life. And we need it in this time, correct?
0: Yes, and we need to support each other, we need to be here for each other. And this is what it's all about. I created the ability to do these webinars and podcasts to have this, you know, uh, to have people like you come on and spread inspiration and awareness and just talk about our stories and share and help other people. Because you know what, there's so many people who are diagnosed at a young age, and they don't know What to do. They don't know how to deal with that grief. They don't know how to accept and move on. For me, it took me a very long time to get to that point of acceptance. And I'm not saying I surrendered to the disease, I'm saying that I accepted it. And that I'm able to say, this is my path, of course, and I'm going to move on. And I'm going to, you know, figure out a way to live healthy and happy and exactly what you're doing. And, you know, I think that's what it's all about is trying to figure out what to
1: do and how to live your life to th- your best ability. And really, it's all about the mentality, right? Because right, like I say, sense. there is like succumbing to it, and then there's acceptance. right? And, exactly. and it's, it's, they are two completely different things exactly you know, so i will say you know having my kids and stuff was more of acceptance in a way too, because when i first got pregnant with my daughter i was like how the hell am i gonna do this i have ms i mean everyone was like what are you doing you know how are you gonna get pregnant it wasn't on purpose by the way um <laughs> but is it is it ever i don't know but i just you know i was like i'm gonna have this baby i'm gonna be healthy in fact yeah individuals with ms i'm not going to say individuals but women with ms they get pregnant many times not all the time they go into remission oh really which means complete like for the most part just the symptoms subside or just go away that's interesting i didn't i i had never heard that before it's it's very interesting because it just it's just an, a testament to what our own bodies can do for us
0: yeah well I um, always say that our bodies have the innate ability to heal itself you just have to give it the chance and the
1: opportunities a hundred percent agree I mean, I just remember my mom looking at me and saying, Oh my gosh, this means you need to be pregnant all the time. And I was just like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know, oldest of nine. So she's like, Oh yes. I mean, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, no, let's see. You know, right but it was crazy. I mean, I did the prenatal yoga religiously and I kind of, you know, just took care of my eating right. like you say I took care of you know exercise all that kind of right, stuff right. and everything just fell into place and so it was a hard delivery um but what is it for the first time oh any delivery is hard girl carrying a baby
0: <laughs> everything is hard about that but you got through it's, it right
1: it's crazy because you know I felt the best I had felt in a really, really, really long time. I mean, I was already getting better. I was already eating healthy, yoga, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then the baby came along, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And um, right. I had already switched. I had already switched to a different drug at that time too, which right. is kind of like a miracle drug to me because I never want to. I never want to knock pharmaceuticals because I'm not going to say that, right. they, oh no, they're not for anything. No,
0: modern medicine definitely has its place in the world along because, with everything else that you're doing. Yes, yes. Agreed. Because,
1: agreed. Yes, exactly. Because it has to be a holistic regimen, right? Yes, it does. It's not, it, does. Yes. it doesn't okay. really work. So it was amazing that, you know, it was this chicken or egg situation where I found yoga, you know, I found my new medication and then lo and behold I get pregnant right afterwards. My life just completely did a 360 and um, I was like you know what I'm gonna have this baby and then almost I mean almost less than three months afterwards I was in registered yoga teacher training. Oh my god that's amazing. And it was just so meant to be, it was the entire path was meant to be because I was actually gonna go into teacher training when I got pregnant, Right, right. but then I got pregnant. Um, so everything, the whole path was meant to be, it's brought me where I am here. And really I am a registered yoga teacher. I teach for Dignity Health. Um, I do accessible and prenatal yoga for them. But I'm beginning this program because this is what I needed. Right. I don't know if, if no, that's that makes like total,
0: that makes total sense. It's it's giving you a sense of purpose and a sense of life, and it's giving you back your ability to live. And I totally totally get that, and that makes
1: perfect sense. And not only that, I mean, it it gives me like my little give back feeling. Right.
0: You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah.
1: And because I always tell my mamas, you know, what wouldn't you have given, you know, to, to just have that person, they understood, they understood the pregnancy, the MS and how it, how it works all together. Well, here's a group of 600 of us strong right here, you know? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, so, so it's all led me here. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that this, you know, this program, it's, comprised of everything I am because my recent certification is as a birth doula right. I did it after my last kid because it was it was, it was it was a struggle you know I went through prenatal depression with this last child and yada yada yada. So I was like, you know what enough of this I need to be the resource that I never had. Right. So I created it. Um, this is gonna have yoga. It's going to have mental health resources in it. It's oh, amazing. Everything it's, they, they need. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be a approach. It
0: really yeah. Is. Yeah. It's right.
1: basically, right? It's what the doctors never gave us. Oh, and, and that's so
0: true. And I was just having this conversation with somebody. I, I, I wish to see that day where it becomes more integrated. And I think we're getting there slowly. But I, I do want to see that integration happen when you can go to the doctor. And some doctors are doing it. Well, they'll say, okay, here's the medication. But also, you know what? You know, the exercise can help. Yoga can help. You know, different therapies can help or, you know, things like that. So I I, I see it going there slowly. Um, but I think it's also up to us to take that proactive approach like you're doing like I'm doing and really empowering yourself with the education and information that you need to understand how can you live healthy how can you help yourself because it's all about you and your family at this point in time and you have taken that proactive approach and that's that's amazing I mean this is great that you're helping others and using your abilities what's happening to you to help others and i'm doing the same i never thought i'd be able to to do that i really never thought i'd be in that position where i can say that i wanted to help others because i didn't know how to help myself at first but you know listening to your story
1: i feel like i'm on the right path so that's good (laughs) are you are girl and just like bringing all of these people together and having this platform that is like more than enough because this is the thing. You don't have MS, but I'm sure you know more individuals that have MS. Right, right. And you know, maybe someone's friend that hears this pro- podcast isn't doesn't have MS. But but their their mom's aunt's friend right. does and they hear about it. It's, it's, it's completely what you talked about in the beginning. It's this whole holistic approach and this full circle, right? Bringing it back together.
0: And even oh. if you don't have MS, you know, I have Parkinson's and some people have other things, whether it's, it's part, it's Parkinson's or MS or something else having a chronic illness or disease or dealing with any type of challenge in your life, you need a support system. You need to know that other people are out there and that the world is open to you and that you can actually heal and you can help yourself along the way. And that I think that's what it's really all about is just finding that peace and grounding within yourself and coming in tune with yourself and realizing that there's options for you and that the world is not over your life is not over and it 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 took me a long time to see that so that that's my goal is to help everybody realize that whether you get a diagnosis tomorrow or it was yesterday you know don't look at it as a grim diagnosis look at it as a way to move forward and find some find
1: purpose in your life like you have done you know so i think it's amazing you know what girl I like like you know, my story shows. It wasn't always that way. I exactly but it's not always the f- that fact, way. The fact that I came to where I am, I hope that is inspiration for you and you know oh, it is <laughs> five hundred other people. Just because if it's if if not that then what? You know, what do we mm.
0: No, exactly. Oh my God, Clarissa, this is so amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I mean, I loved love that conversation. I, I definitely want to do some more stuff with you. We're definitely going to collaborate a little bit more. I think that we have so much more in store for people. Um, So, you know, I want to say thank you again for joining us today on the Simply Real podcast and webinar uh, any lasting thoughts for our listeners and where can they find you if they want to find you? And you said Facebook, right? You have the program.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll be launching in just a little bit when I get my stuff together. <laughs> but um, so basically, you can just at multiple sclerosis mamas.com. I mean, not multiple sclerosis, mamas.com, just at multiple sclerosis mamas on Instagram. Okay at Multiple Sclerosis Mamas on Facebook. Um, the group is called Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. Oh, so uh, it's, it's all very streamlined. We try to keep it uh, very similar across the board. You'll see it's like a white image with a blue outline of women embracing oh, each other. Uh, it's a very you know beautiful image of what we try to portray and uh, idolize,
0: of course. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. And I urge and encourage everybody, please go check out Clarissa and the wonderful things that she's doing. She's truly an inspiration. And thank you once again for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and you coming on and just inspiring us and giving us the ability to stay motivated. Thanks, Clarissa. And enjoy the rest of your day with your beautiful family and your daughters. And we'll we'll be in touch. I know we're going to keep collaborating.
1: Thank you so much, Jennifer. Oh,
0: absolutely. Have a
1: great day.